0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess. Hello. The only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? I am one of your hosts. I'm Landlord
1: James. And I am the other host. My name is Tenant Michael. And um, this week, you may have noticed the show is sounding a little bit more subdued, a little quieter than usual. I'm not my... uh, sort of jubilant self. And James, even you are a little more quiet than usual.
0: We almost sound like golf announcers, you know? Here comes Tiger Woods
1: lining up for a putt. (laughs) (laughs) Except, unfortunately, um, the reason we're being quiet is for a much sadder reason than golf. Uh, It's because we're um, at the Franklin and Dodd Funeral Home up here in beautiful North York, uh, just uh, north of Toronto, um, for the funeral service of my, I guess, well... She was not my girlfriend at the time she passed. She dumped dumped me just before she passed away, so she was my ex-girlfriend. Anyway, we're here for her. For her. We're here for her. Uh, Yeah, I guess so.
0: Um, Yeah, we're here at the funeral home uh, doing a live remote broadcast, I guess you'd say. Yes. And just to set the stage for everyone listening, um, it's kind of like you open the door to the funeral parlor, and we're right there in the entrance, and uh, we kind of got like a desk here, and uh, you know, you know what it reminds me of, Mike? What? When I was a kid, I always wanted to be a radio, like a rock radio DJ. And you know, you'd go to like a concert and like you know, one hundred two point one, The Edge, live from this concert, like kind of like a remote
1: right. DJ thing. So like, it's kind of fun, I think. For meet me. the DJ, get yeah. get his autograph, yeah, exactly. or her autograph. I wish we had yeah.
0: stickers to hand out.
1: Yeah, but again, though, this is not quite as. Uh as fun as that little scenario because it's we're here because a person lost her life um and for those of you um who aren't up to speed how ruth died uh was on her birthday when she went to a vr lounge right here in toronto to um participate in a simulated vr skydiving experience and during that Experience. I guess it was so lifelike that she did pass away from a heart attack. Her ticker gave out, and um, that's why we're here. Sadly. Yeah, yeah.
0: It is tough. I'm um, sorry for you, Mike. I am. Um, and just so you know, if, if you if you aren't familiar with the. The situation with Ruth. She was quite a bit
1: older than you, Mike. Quite a bit, yeah. She was about seventy years old. We don't know how old she was. She was in her mid to late sixties, and, and um, I guess I guess we'll never know. And she, I'm not, not going to speak ill
0: of Ruth today, but I do want to for, say for once. Well, I do want people to know she also was very controlling of you. Very controlling. She didn't want you to, talking to your family. That's right. Um, she told you what to dress. She told you how to speak. So I'm she just she controlled just my laying, diet. You know, yeah. She controlled your diet. So I'm just laying that out there for listeners to know before you know, just so you know the, the situation here. But um, anyway, yeah, how you feeling, Mike? Yeah, I mean, not I'm too good. I've
1: been yeah. uh, grieving all week, as as can be imagined. Um, been very in a very dark, macabre mood. Mm. Um, but I did try and lighten my spirit this week by. Uh, Going down to the movie theater, and I thought, I'll, I'll see a movie to lift my spirits. So I, I walked up to the booth, and I said, one ticket for Hereditary, please. And I watched uh, that movie, which is now uh, currently in cinemas, and scared the socks off me. Oh, yeah. I should have picked something else pre- to watch. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, the preview looks, looks pretty scary there. Very scary. They shouldn't allow those types of movies.
0: Now, Mike, I have a question, because you got here before me. Why did you set up our booth here? In the entrance, like because the the service is going on in the other room across the hall there, and we're just outside of that room.
1: Yeah, we're outside the room where the service for my dead ex-girlfriend is happening because of a very annoying reason. Her son, um, who I've met a couple of times before, and we did not... And he's your age, right? He's basically my age. I think he's a year younger, and he is a military man, and he does not like me. He specifically told the funeral home to ban me, essentially, from being in the same room as the corpse. Um, so I'm not allowed to be in the room where the, the fu- funeral service is happening, which really s- sticks in my craw. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what's the next best thing? Standing outside of the room where it's happening. So I'm like, uh, I'm sort of like that, the the, f- the fabled puppy dog with his uh, nose up against the window, you know, at the... Uh, How much is a doggy in the, the window? window? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, um, oh man. Well, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I have to admit, it's, it's fun for for me to take the podcast on the road. I love not being in your place, no offense.
1: You, you're in a very good mood. You keep, I am. You keep talking about how you feel like you're a DJ on the road. You know, I, I really just
0: can't help it. I just feel like, you know, all right, Matchbox 20, coming up next, right after the break. You know, you just, you do feel kind of important sitting at this desk. If you
1: had become a DJ, would you have given yourself kind of a, a funny name, like the... The mad Ooh. dog or like Professor Bonkers or something like Definitely. that. Like
0: Maybe Howlin Hartnet. Oh. Howlin' Hartnett in the morning. You know, I, I don't like know. that. Anyway, sorry. Not to go anyway.
1: Yeah, uh, we shouldn't be we shouldn't yeah. be uh, joking around at in such a in a funeral home. That's true. That is true. Um, so we've got um, a couple people we
0: wanted to talk to um, on the pod today, but we, we did have a segment to open up the show. We may be at Ruth's funeral, but we're still we've still got a segment. We've
1: still got a segment, um, and uh, we're going to have to be a little quiet because there is um, well, there's Ruth's funeral service going on, but there's also uh, I believe they're an Italian family or a Spanish family also uh, mourning the loss of a loved one in the other room. There are two rooms here in use today. But yeah, James, what was the segment we were going to do? Um,
0: the segment is called, What is Your Favorite Summer Jam?
1: Oh, right.
0: And I know this may not, I, I did come up with this segment idea before I knew we were going to be live from the from the funeral today. Yeah, so. it's
1: not exactly uh, appropriate to talk about fun summer songs when we're in such a sad building. But, but- it is also July and And it's been hot here in canada we only get
0: a couple months of summer so it's it's fun to make the most of it anyway
1: they say there are two only two seasons in canada summer wait let me start over again winter and construction and that is also summer time right okay Uh, maybe don't uh, try out yuck yucks anytime
0: soon mike well uh, don't worry i won't be all right, so um, let's start with the segment, our our three all-time favorite summer jams.
1: All right, may I go first? Please. Um, now, I compiled these, of course. Um, I'm in a sentimental mood. I'm in a kind of uh, sad mood these days for obvious reasons. Um, so you're going to notice that in my choices. My number one top summer song is, um, to me, the ultimate version of this song uh, was by Ella Fitzgerald and the great Louis Armstrong, Satchmo, as they called him. Uh, summertime, the classic jazz standard Summertime uh, from the show Porgy and Bess, written by uh, George Gershwin. And to me, this song just has everything you need. It, it, it calls to mind a beautiful summer day um, and uh, memories of childhood, and I think it's just great.
0: Okay, Uh, I'll go with my first favorite summer jam, and that is Work It by Missy Elliott. And the reason I love this song is that it's nasty, it's dirty, and I love the line, come over and I'll shave my cha-cha. Because I have never heard that term cha-cha before, but I love it. So that's my number one, Work It by Missy Elliott.
1: That's a really
0: intense, dirty... She's like, shave my cha-cha.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is that the only song of hers where she discusses uh, shaving her pubic hair? or It's not something you know, that most summer songs talk about. Well, they should. It's, you know, it's hot,
0: and that's a good way to keep cool, so I don't know.
1: Fair enough. I mean, anyway, I don't think George and Ira Gershwin ever wrote a song about shaving their pubic hair, but um, different times, I guess. My number two summer song is a song called Summer Nights from the, the Broadway show and mu- uh, movie musical Grease song, of course, by uh, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. It's the characters Danny and Sandy uh, telling their friends about their summer romance. And this song was actually a huge hit in uh, the summer of 1978. And it's just a nice, innocent song about uh, adolescence and in love. Okay. My second favorite
0: summer song is... The Thong Song by Cisco. This is another sexy, nasty little number. And my favorite line from this one is when he goes, she had dumps like a truck, truck, truck. Remember that? And I'm going, what the hell does that mean? Dumps like a truck. Does he mean she's going to the bathroom? No. Like a truck. Yeah. He said, I read an interview where he said he meant like it's a truck going beep, 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 backing up. So when a girl's sort of dancing with her butt... It's kind of like a dump truck going She's beep, dumps. beep, beep. That was his explanation. Because it does make means. you...
1: When you hear the, the dumps like a truck, it does make you f- think of a dump truck or like someone uh, excreting.
0: Yes, yes. But that's that's not what he meant. Well, Thong song. Let me see that thong. Oh, sorry, ma'am. Sorry.
1: So I think that was the funeral director who just uh, looked at us when James was singing the thong song and gave us a frown. Uh, okay, my third Chill and out. final... Um, summer, uh, song is summer, the summer wind by Frank, the chairman of the board, old blue eyes Sinatra. Um, did you know, James, the history of this song? No, (laughs) no, sorry. I wasn't. uh, Well, I'll tell you, it was written by Germans, uh, Heinz Meyer and Hans Brad, Bradkey. Isn't that so interesting? And it was translated to English by Johnny Mercer. You, you know him, right? The great Johnny Mercer. Yeah. And it reached number 25 on the Billboard charts in 1966. So you've got to put this in context. This is when Beatlemania was in full swing. You had, you know, peace and love and punk rock. And yet, Old Blue Eyes still got to, uh, to number 25 on the charts with this wistful song about a guy looking back on his... Uh, He's down on his luck, but he's he's looking forward.
0: Well, very cool, Mike. Cool choice. Wow. Um, all right. And my last uh, summer jam that's my favorite is a song we probably all know. You hear it in the club. You hear it at the end of the night. And that song is My Neck, My Back by Kia. Oh, baby. When this song comes on and people start, you know, getting, taking their shirt off and dancing to it. Woo! Um, now, Kia. this song's... Kia, yeah. yeah. This song is notable because it's the first time a Billboard hit song used the expression pop your pee. And because we're at the funeral home, I'm not going
1: to say the word, but thank- pop your Thank pee. you, actually. Thank you. No well, no problem. It's, po- it's the first Billboard song that was a hit that used that term. Yeah, pop your pee. I've always wondered what that term means. I don't know, but... Uh... Yeah,
0: I can't say I know how you could pop a pee. Right. But... uh, Seems dangerous. It does. But anyway, that's our segment, Favorite Summer Songs. A little bit of levity before we get to the heaviness of what's going on around us here. Just a
1: little bit. And I think it's interesting. It really shows you that we're two guys who uh, have very different tastes. I like kind of the old... The old classics, and you like the brand new stuff. That's right. Like and, Kia and Cisco, all just the brand new songs. That's right,
0: and you had a very serious relationship with a 70-year-old woman, and I would never do that either. So I guess it does make sense that uh, yeah. we are
1: fairly different.
0: Absolutely. Okay, well, shall we take a break? I think we should take a break. And then um, we'll come back with more live from the funeral of Ruth.
1: Welcome back to the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, our special exclusive episode this week for a very sad reason coming from the Franklin and Dodd uh, Funeral Home in North York, Ontario for the funeral service of my ex-girlfriend Ruth.
0: That is right. And this is interesting, folks. In the other room right now, Father Darren is about to speak it looks like it looks like he's about to say some words about Ruth right and he's a former guest of the that's right pod mass. absolutely he's your priest he is um, okay so why don't we go live now to the other room and let's hear what father Darren has to say about Ruth great right.
2: okay uh, thank you everyone uh, thank you all assembled um, now I'm here to say a few words about your dearly departed Ruth um, Ruth was born in Costa Mesa, California to a husband and wife team of murderous con artists, the press dubbed Mr. and Mrs. Buzzsaw, who robbed and killed 31 victims between 1948 and 1957. A teenage Ruth would later drop out of 12th grade and move to L.A., where in desperate need of a father figure, she would fall in with one Charles Mills Manson and his band of followers. She left the family just prior to their horrible crimes, a move she would later described as her biggest regret. Ruth lived in over 100 cities in North America and dated several A-list celebrities, including Tom Selleck, Carl Reiner, and Richard Ramirez. Finally, she settled here in Toronto, where she eventually met her late husband, Gerald, and gave birth to her beloved son, who was an army man. At the time of her death, she was dating a well-intentioned, if hapless young man, who uh, actually just remembered I've been told not to mention. I'm so sorry. Um, so, well, Ruth, Ruth was not a kind woman. Uh, she was not a, a charitable woman. She was not a patient woman. And we may never know the full extent to which her influence contributed to the crimes of Charles Manson and his followers. However, she was a person. Ruth was, like any other. And she deserves the everlasting peace, that I am sure the fires of hell will provide, and I just realized I'd written that and uh, was going to delete it, and then I did not. Um, I'm terribly sorry. Um, I, uh, peace be with you all, and um, let's proceed with the singing of the gospel. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Uh, Father Darren, can you? Oh, can you hear us? Come over here. Oh, Come over yeah. here to our okay. booth. Yeah. So, sorry, listeners, that was Father Darren doing a eulogy for Ruth, and now wow. he's making his way over to our table. Wow. Okay, sit down, Father Darren. We've got a microphone for you here.
2: Okay. First hey.
0: of all, how the hell are you? Good, good. Well, yeah, what episode you were you on? Episode 30-something? Something
2: like that. It was a few months ago, maybe six months ago it was a or a while so, back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, be sure
2: to check that out, listeners. It's so a yeah, great yeah. episode.
1: A lot of fun. A lot um, of fun. I just got to say, Father, I just heard your eulogy. I'm not allowed in the room, obviously, but... Right. Wow. What a bombshell of
2: a eulogy! Yeah, well, um, when I was called upon to deliver the eulogy, I, uh, re- I recruited the services of uh, someone in my congregation. You know him, John. He's a private detective. Oh yeah, and uh, so, yeah, is I got, he? Him. I got is him. he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he is. And I got him to dig up, uh, dig into Ruth's past. And uh, yeah, it was. It's unsettling to say the least. A lot of, uh, yeah. can, a lot of sort of vague indications of some pretty horrible behavior
1: now i didn't know she had dated i didn't know she was born in costa mesa california Mm -hmm.
2: yeah it's a um it's a fairly small little city Uh, i think it's a coastal city it's uh yeah i think it i think it's fairly close to la um yeah just right along the bay there i think you know i could have saved you a lot of
0: time father darren because you could have just made the eulogy ruth was whack
2: well, <laughs> okay. okay. I look, I make no secret of the fact that I have uh, countless times urged Michael to break up with this woman. I was yeah, overjoyed when she had finally made the move. It's a me pretty too.
1: strange thing, let me tell the listeners. When your parish priest uh, is constantly trying to convince you to break up with the love of your life, that's a strange position to be in. I don't know if that's something that the Lord Christ would have done with one of his uh, followers, but uh,
0: well, if you know. Peter was dating a older loon. Not to be rude, he might
2: have. Sorry well, for yeah, saying there, that. Yeah, there there is a passage in Joshua where uh, oh. Peter actually is dating a a bit of a hot mess. Uh, they don't use that terminology in the Bible itself, but right. uh, I mean, you know, by today's terms, she would be uh, a a real hot mess. Hot mess. Um, just always, uh, just sort of showing up at Peter's door at three a.m. Uh, you know, just the, kind of using him sexually, and this
1: reminds me of that um, Offspring song, "Low Self Esteem." Right? Are you familiar with that? Uh, I am. Yes. It's like late That's at it's night, like, yeah. she knocks on my door. Oh yeah, she's oh, drunk again and looking, looking to score. score. Sorry.
2: Sorry. Oh, oh, sorry.
1: The funeral director just walked by and frowned at us again. We're yeah, well, they're, I'm but already in hot
2: water with them as it is. So oh, right. why? Well, I mean, I, I mentioned some stuff in my sermon that... Uh, oh, I, the hell thing? Though The hell thing, I think... Uh, they're. Yeah. they're um, let's just say I won't be invited back to any uh, Well, to, to any other family functions. Not that I would be uh, anyway, but... Is that
1: a regular thing for you during eulogy to, to tell the family and friends who are upset to bid, like, goodbye to their loved one to just to say that this person's going to hell? Because I was shocked when you said that.
2: It is something that, uh... I mean, look. You, let's say, for example, you, meet, like, you, you someone in your life is the, the nicest, kindest person would never say a bad word about anyone. Well, you know, they think it, right? Everyone thinks right. those kinds of things. As uh, So as a, a priest, you're always thinking, like, which one of my parishioners is gonna go to hell? Really?
1: I didn't know yeah, that. I would never that.
2: normally never say it unless it's, you know, yeah. I really slip up. But, so uh, do
1: you keep, like, a little like a priest's version of a little black book where you've got the it's names an Excel of people who are... I've really? D-
2: I've, I, yeah, I have different columns based on like the kind of sin I think that they're into or that I know they're into based
1: on Do you on fill confession. it in with a red highlighter if they're going... You uh, said it's a
0: spreadsheet, dude.
1: Well, like a red. You can right. You can turn a cell yeah. sorry, was, a different color in Excel, James. Right. Yes, I'm I do. So sorry, Father Darren. James doesn't know about Excel.
2: <laughs> I'm surprised, given that he's uh, such a successful businessman. But uh...
1: you know what? Never. I never
0: even. Basically, never even turn on a computer. I mean, I have, but not for work. So, oh, okay. and yet here I am,
1: Father Darren. Wow. I'm. I can hardly think straight with what I've been through lately. But to hear that she's going. And, and, does that mean I'm going to hell if she's going to hell also? So that we can be together forever? How does this work? Like, well,
0: t- Sorry to interrupt. Tell me you don't want to go to hell with Ruth. I, t-
1: cards on the table. I oh, have never God. wanted to go to hell. I've always been afraid of the idea. But now she's there? I'm starting to think I should go. Oh, Michael, no. Is that weird? No.
2: It is very weird. And I I think that's horrible. And you should not think that.
1: All I right. think you,
2: you're... You're the I don't boss. know what the, I don't understand the hold this woman had over you. Uh, it is very destructive. You uh, and me both. I, I see this. I see her death. I mean, I hate to speak ill of the dead, but I see this death as a, a real opportunity for you—a real release. Me too. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, enough of a release when she broke up with you, but. Now yeah. you, you don't even have to worry about running into her. Because Father that. Darren, no. let's face yeah,
0: exactly. Mike's not going to run into her now. This right. is like if your ex moved to Australia times ten. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you're never going to run into her, th- and then no chance of a rebound or late night exactly you know, phone call yeah. unless she comes back as a damn ghost. Don't <laughs> say that, James. Well. well. Oh man. Oh by the way, Father Darren, I have some goldfish crackers oh, there. If excellent. you want some, feel oh,
2: free to take all right. some. Do you have any of the there are so many flavors to goldfish crackers now? You yeah. go to the grocery store, they have like birthday cake for for Pete's sake. Are they, have you they have birthday cake goldfish crackers. Birthday cake goldfish crackers, yeah. It's like it it's more or less like a vanilla flavoring. But it just it it feels like you're eating wow. like a I guess a hard, uh, crumbly birthday cake. Finally, are, science has allowed us to eat hard, crumbly birthday cake. There
1: are so many snacks available these days. You wonder, you know, have we reached peak snack? Yeah, At least I makes, wonder that. Makes me wonder, like, why so many people in my,
2: you know, religion, why so many, you know, people in the Catholic Church are so anti-science when it allows us
1: to have, you know, right. barbecue and birthday cake. Goldfish. And if, if we have to have a few abortions mixed in with all that, yeah. so be it. Fine, right? I'm sorry to say that to you as a Catholic priest. But no, it's fine. Look, I don't
2: have. I'm not a hardliner when it comes to that. Yeah, you're 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 cool. I am cool, as we'd established in the the last episode. I was,
1: yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: I am I crazy for saying this? I love looking at pictures of like fast food porn, quote unquote. You know, like right. look at this burger with a chicken burger on it. I yeah. love looking at it. I would never want to eat it. Sure. But I love seeing other people eat it.
1: Is that weird? Is that a sin? I think it's weird, James. Uh, I'll answer that, Father. Darren,
2: well, I would say it's not a sin. I mean, you're not coveting the burger; you don't want it for kind yourself. I am. Oh, okay. Mm, well, all right. You're borderline. Then it's borderline. Mm, fair enough. Um, um sorry. No, no I, I was just going to say, uh, yeah. If you, I mean, if you were going out of your way to uh, to possess that burger, or you know, killing someone who got in your way of it, then that would be that would be frowned upon. If you killed someone for a burger, not that, good. that that's not where good. I'm. That's where I'm a hardliner. That's where I draw the line.
1: I think a thing we need to talk about is uh, that Ruth was ran with uh, Charles Manson and also dated Tom Selleck. That's if right. I, if I had known that, I would have been too intimidated to ever like uh, ask her for her number all those months ago. Well, yeah, I mean she was kind of a hanger
2: on with uh, with Charles Manson, but Tom Selleck—that was uh, a year-long thing, apparently. Damn, she dated yeah. Tom
1: Selleck for a year. And are we Just, talking yeah.
2: hot? Young Tom
0: Selleck or old fart Tom Selleck? Not Blue Bloods
2: Tom Selleck? Not Blue Bloods Tom Selleck. It would have been just before Magnum P.I. came out. Oh, so he was like 10 out of 10. Absolutely, yeah. He was bubbling under. He was like a next big thing, but uh, hadn't quite achieved that kind of status yet. So uh, they could kind of go out, and he wasn't getting mobbed yet. you know. um, Damn, Mike. But
1: they were together for a year. Wow. They were
2: together for a year, yeah. It was a a fairly stormy relationship. I mean, all of our relationships were stormy.
1: Oh, really? That makes me feel better.
2: Yes, yeah, so you were certainly not like the only person she dated, who she would say, you know, lead around on a dog leash or something. Oh, I, d- wow. I just realized you—you you told me that in confidence, and I, I was not supposed uh, to say it. Oh,
1: I told I'm you that. very and, sorry. And, yeah, I confessed it to you, uh, and there's supposed to be confidentiality there, but I'll let it. I'll let no, it There's fly. not.
0: It's not like uh, a psychiatrist, is it? You're yeah. not allowed well, to say the confessions. I thought you
2: were. No, not really. Um. Not really. But yeah, it was. It was just. Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd mentioned that it was a Halloween yeah. party and that she'd mentioned it as, like, a fun thing. Like, imagine if I did this and then she continued doing it for a week after. Right, mm. Just well, can, kind of continually eggling you on. Like, wouldn't it be even funnier if we kept doing this for a week after Halloween? Wouldn't people be... Uh, and meanwhile, she was clearly—you said—getting some sort of almost erotic charge out of
1: it. Yeah, and she really degraded me in a mm. in a really awful way. Did she do the same kind of stuff to Tom Selleck? Did she degrade him physically? And um, did she play mind games on him and
2: uh, he's treat him a, like garbage? He's fairly—I mean, he was—he was a little more strong-willed than you. I mean, no offense. But we were talking Tom
1: I expect him to be a lot st- more strong-willed than, than me. Look at the guy. He's sure. A, he's an
2: Adonis. Absolutely, yeah. Now, I'll tell you who she really messed with was Carl Reiner. Oh, uh, she, she did really him got too. him She really got him twisted around, yep. what yeah. What did she do? What did she do? She got him to uh, write Rob out of his will. Yeah. No. Yeah, she and Rob did not get together. Rob did not, Meathead did not Reiner? Absolutely, the very same. <sighs> they did not get along at all. Rob did not like the designs she had on his father, and uh, he Holy made that known. Crap. And yeah, she um she actually shot him in the shoulder.
1: Wow. As, yeah. Ruth shot Rob Reiner a, he, in the shoulder?
2: Yeah, at a Reiner family barbecue.
1: Holy crap. Just pulled out a twenty two. Now that
0: you mention it, I feel like he he does have a bit of a funny shoulder.
1: And you never he, see him shirtless That's anymore. right.
2: Or if you do, it's only one of the shoulders. Part of why he right. went into directing and kind of gave up acting in the 80s. Damn.
1: Yeah. He's got sort of like a Quasimodo thing going on now because of that shoulder injury. Exactly.
2: And just think, that that's this is the kinds of mysterious ways that the Lord works in. If it hadn't been for that incident, we might never have had This A Spinal Tap damn you know, you know what i mean that is a you good point acting, yeah. this
0: isn't super related to ruth but can i just say in the opening segment i sang like a little bit of the thong song right. and now i can't get it out of my <laughs> head it is, is a anybody earworm. else ever felt that with a song do
1: oh it, do it again let yeah. me
0: see, see that thong. thong. sorry ma'am oh,
2: sorry
1: oh yeah she walked by again and she frowned at us here's a little bit of trivia did you guys know that
2: in the early aughts, uh, on the wake of the uh, the massive success of the Thong Song, Mr. Cisco shot a pilot, a sitcom pilot, and wouldn't you know it, his co-star in that pilot was none other than Mr. Bob Newhart.
1: Wow, it's
2: is that true. that true? That's actually true. Yeah, you can look that up. What,
1: but how on earth could those two
2: uh, people be put together in the same show? Well, as what? you might have, as you might imagine, Cisco played a hot dog vendor, right? Who uh, in Baltimore? Who saved a kid from getting killed at a baseball game, and became uh, a sort of uh, you know or uh, celebrity as a result, and I think started doing a reality show or something. And then right. Bob Newhart ended up ended up being his neighbor, playing himself, right. giving Cisco advice on how to deal with Star. Imagine- uh, I wonder what that would have gone like. How about this? Um, Hi, uh, yes, uh, uh, Cisco. Um, I guess I I, I guess it, she she did have. Uh, you know, uh, dumps like a, like a truck, yes. Oh. Guy, guys, guys are like, um, like you know, like, like what, what, yeah.
0: Father, <laughs> I didn't know you did impressions. That's I'm, such a good Bob Newhart.
2: Thank you. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm a bit of a fan of classic comedy. The
1: button-down mine of Father mm-hmm. Darren. What other uh, old-fashioned comedians do you like, Father? Well, I'm a big fan of Mort Saul. Uh, oh, he read the newspaper on stage. Absolutely.
2: He was the first comedian to do that.
1: Oh, I wish we had some satirical news co- comedians these days to make sense of our world. Funny thing about Mort Sahl
2: reading the newspaper—he got the inspiration to do it on stage when he saw a fellow comedian reading the newspaper off stage, and he saw what? it, he thought, and a little light bulb went on in his head. That's what I should be doing
1: up there. I don't know this guy,
0: so he just read newspapers on stage. He, yeah. yeah, he was a uh, left-leaning.
1: Uh, he was a, oh. a political he's, comedian. He's the granddaddy of your Jim Jeffries and your. Mm. Uh, uh, so
0: it sounds to me like, what did he go like? Oh, President Nixon did
2: another dumb thing. That sucks. Like as he's reading the paper. I think that was actually one of his bits word for word. Huh. Yeah. Or he would stick it to, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, Lady Bird Johnson.
1: Yeah. That's uh, when in the days where just to become famous, all you had to do was is literally stand on stage and read the newspaper. And then you'd be a celebrity. Wow. Um, and, you know, those days are gone. Sometimes he would look, you would read a headline.
2: And if he knew it was especially absurd, he'd look at the audience like, "Did I really just read that? <laughs> did you? Did you? Did you guys hear what I what I'm hearing? Am wow. I insane? <laughs> it was good. It was That's funny. Good father. Do you sometimes think he that... would say that he wouldn't just say it with this. Sometimes he would actually say, do you hear what I'm hearing? Am I insane? It was great. Wow. My niece loved it.'
1: Now, now you're a man of the cloth, and we're here in a funeral home for a very sad occasion. But I have to ask you, does the big man upstairs does he like stand up comedy, or sketch comedy, or improv? Well, um, according to the scripture that I have read, which is, you know, most
2: of it, I read, you know, a good oh. chunk. Um, there were, like, back in the the, the days, you know, B.C., uh, there were a lot of, you know, roaming stand-up comedians, and mm-hmm. Jesus himself tried his hand at it. Uh, really? Yeah. Just uh, Just talking about his own unique... Because back then, they really put, uh, I guess the same today, they really put an emphasis on drawing from your own experience. What makes you different? Mm, So what made him different was his ability to turn water into wine. And turn uh, loaves into fish. So probably. Jesus
0: was a bit of a Carrot Top guy. A bit of a Carrot Top, yeah. He would do that on stage a lot. He sounds like a mix of Carrot Top doing prop comedy, and then like a Nick Thune or Mike Brabiglia storytelling
2: oh, type. Oh, right. Yeah, and he would play. Well, he, he would play a Glockenspiel. There, were, I don't think pianos were invented yet, but mm-hmm. uh, he would do that in between to punctuate his jokes, just to. It's <laughs>
1: well, yeah, fun. You yeah. brought up Carrot Top, and there, there's one thing everyone knows about Carrot Top. He's a prop comedian. The second thing everyone knows, the guy's built like a shit. Poo house. Do, do you think <laughs> yes, that... It looks like a shit poo house. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying I not to... You I, said I shit I, off the bat. I guess I'm I'm so nervous I, I, I swore by accident while trying to censor myself. <laughs> anyway, the point is, Carrot Top is very built. He's a gym rat. Right. Do you think Christ the Lord was also a gym rat who, you know, lifted and...
2: Um, well, yeah, I mean, he was, uh, the first person to synthesize creatine. People don't know oh. this. Yeah, creatine has its roots in, uh, ancient Egypt. And, he just uh,
1: turned it into... From yeah, like, he turned sand into
2: creatine. That's right. You yeah. heard it here,
1: folks. Yeah. Wow.
2: He was really red, and, uh, he shaved his body entire, uh, at, entire body at one point.
1: Kind of like you,
0: James. Absolutely. Oh, that's I'm starting right. to get more interested in religion the more I hear here.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I think you'd, yeah, th- th- there are passages that were excised from the Bible mm. that uh, I think you'd uh, really enjoy, I think, uh, if they were ever published, hopefully, but mm. yeah. Um,
0: so, uh, my Interesting. This I w- has been yeah. very
1: illuminating, and you've very, put a lot of my um, fears to bed, and you made me feel a lot better. Good, good.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Well, perhaps, uh, Father we'll t- we'll take a break. I think you have a little more to do with the whole funeral
2: yeah yeah and um maybe we'll catch you again at the end of the pod i think i have a lot of apologies to make quite frankly uh should mm-hmm. not have brought mike up should not have mentioned she was going to hell those are the two other than that a successful sermon
0: yeah it was pretty good yeah
2: no that. one's perfect true yeah um all right
0: father we'll we'll take a brief break and we'll be right back Welcome back, everybody. We're here live from uh, Ruth's funeral, um, and I'm here with Mike Balazzo, and we have a new guest here joining us here in the funeral home, and um, our guest is the woman who runs this funeral home, Jackie
1: Pirico. Hello, guys. Hey, Jackie. Nice to meet you. And you are the one who has been frowning at us a few times because we've been singing and making a racket, and I'd like to apologize.
3: Well, it's not like we don't like to have fun around here, but... I've never had anything like this going on this kind of Pageantry and showbiz going on in the Sorry. funeral home, so it's a little hard to get used to. I might say, if we could just maybe, if you're going to sing loudly, just make maybe make them a bit more like sad songs,
0: right? Such as like what hmm. would be okay?
3: Well, actually, here this is kind of a paradox, but my fa one of my favorite songs is Elton John's song, "Sad song. Sad songs, I but love it's very funny because it's a quite a happy song. Turn them on, turn on those sad songs, songs, sad songs when I mean, all hope is gone. Mm-hmm. actually too. sorry you know what we're doing it again now oh, we have to right. yeah we should be because well, that's the, so not quite charge, sad song so well, it, you can I thought it was going to be sadder than it sounds right. you know what's
0: another good one of his I'm just going to throw it out there this one
3: it's no sacrifice no sacrifice no sacrifice at all
1: remember that one
3: that is good and you know what? I think that's uh, um, mournful enough tune to yeah. be singing it loud yeah
1: I should have Taken a page out of Sir Elton's book and written an updated version of Candle in the Wind for uh, for Ruth, for her funeral. That would mm. be nice,
3: but I feel the need to correct you because that's probably was David Furnish who wrote that.
1: David who's Furnish? That? Or
3: who's his writer? Bernie,
1: Bernie Toppin. Oh, is David Furnish's Furnish, husband? His husband, who's a canuck.
3: So you know what? If you guys tell anyone I made that mistake, I won't even let you in the front doors of this funeral home. Oh, boy. Well, but nice to have you here, nonetheless. Yeah,
0: it's great. to. It's fun to be here. I mean, no, it's not fun. Sorry. James, I, 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 standing <laughs> I'm standing literally right beside you. I, I do you. not. I'm obviously not a monster. I don't mean it's fun.
3: Believe me, I know how it is. Sometimes when I'm on my way to work here, I'm like having a blast outside, drinking like pop and like listening to music on my headphones. For real? Ba- yeah. I'm like basically just dancing down the sidewalk feeling great. And I've been told by management, because this is a corporate funeral home. Like I, I'm i the director, but this is like a corporate owned you know, like a McDonald's there's head honchos. I got people breathing down my necks here, right. and my neck here, and yeah, I'm, I, they've, I've been warned to be more solemn once I come through the door. So I sometimes do a little frantic jig right outside the door just to get it out of me before I have to come in. Because yeah, be you sad all day
1: for a person who's around the the dead and you know sadness and tears all day. You're a very lively, peppy person. <laughs> well, so-
3: someone's got to be. Thanks for noticing. It's friggin'. Dead as hell in here, like my. my pardon the pun, but yeah, it's are, are your coworkers fest.
0: like are your coworkers like cool or losers? Hardly.
3: Like we mm-hmm. go for drinks sometimes, but they're super boring. Sometimes, honestly, I can't tell the difference between them and all the friggin' dead bodies. <gasps> <No! flying around. laughs> What are to say, Jackie? Because
0: I, well, I I think of a guy working at a funeral home, and I imagine some like guy who looks like he's from Transylvania with black hair and pale, and like, hi,
1: Jackie.
3: That's that is most of our staff. Yeah, because yeah.
1: you're the opposite of that man from Transylvania.
3: Yeah, you got to have balance, I guess.
1: So how did you get into the the business of funerals?
3: Uh, I don't know. I like I think I was just looking for any job that could pay me money to pay bills, to eat food, blah blah. Shop, Shelter, right. Et cetera, et cetera. And I just, I think I got on Craigslist, I think. Wait, you got the
1: job to be a funeral director here uh, just from a Craigslist poster? Either
3: that or Kijiji or something.
1: Right. It like wasn't even LinkedIn. Do you like it?
3: Uh, no. Honestly, like, it's fine enough, but, like, ugh. Like, it's pretty, pr- it's pretty, like, gruesome and, p- like, like it's pretty, bleh, you know what I mean? Like, yes. bleh, like gag me with a you, friggin' spoon.
1: So you're not used to. Um, because you're around them all the time, you're not used to seeing uh, corpses. Ugh, and- no
3: way, I like. never get used to it. Oh my god, it's so like... How many gross. times do you
1: like? Do you still scream when
3: you see a dead every body? Every single time, I do. I scream.
1: But don't you have to be in the room for like just to sort of supervise the funerals? Like, so do you scream? Yeah,
3: I have to be there. It's the worst part of the job. Like every time I see, every single time I see a dead body, I scream, and it's my job to be around them. Nine to five, Monday through Friday.
1: I'm, I I don't, I don't know if this is the right job for your personality. But I learned, no, it's okay
3: because I'm adaptable. You know, I go with the flow. I, I, I roll the punches, and I've learned to like kind of, um, adapt my scream so that it's not doesn't scare other people. So like it used to be when I seen a dead body, you know, I was like, ah, oh my god, ah, but now I'm just like. Like I keep it like inside my that chest. Is,
1: that's a, a lot better than the first scream you did. Yeah. You know
0: what wow. I love? How when we when we started this podcast, we were trying so hard to be quiet, and now we're like, oh frigged.
3: Yeah. Don't <laughs> Who worry cares? We're
1: screaming.
3: Woo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean that was loud. <laughs> but
1: Sorry. Sorry. They're, the Italian or Spanish family that is mourning the loss of oh, a yeah. dead one. Oh yeah. They
3: mourn really hard. A too. man
1: just poked his hand at the wind, at the door and frowned but at you me. You know
3: what? It's fine. If everyone gives, if anyone gives you any trouble. Point to me, like I right. run this place. Thanks.
0: So. Um, here's I got some uh, goldfish crackers. Oh, thank in a bowl, you. If you want some.
3: Did you know there's
1: pizza goldfish crackers? What? Really? Mm-hmm. I've there's never so seen many that. different types of snack foods out on the market these days. I there can't is. Have, have we uh, hit peak snack?
3: You know, it's funny though since I've been working here, yeah, I'm sickened by all the dead bodies and all, but it hasn't hampered my appetite. I'm like starving all the time, but I'm also sickened all the time.
1: So you're sick, you're scared, and you're starving. Mm -hmm. You must have great metabolism.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's from the screaming, the inner screaming. It really tenses, burns a lot of cows.
1: Wow. Well, (laughs) Do you, I I don't know the actual details of your job. Do you perform the autopsies when a body shows up here? No, we have to like
3: read all about them just so that we we know what's coming through the door. Right. And like, yeah, I make sure that they like look fine and like everything's fine because sometimes the family's like, that doesn't look like my mommy. That doesn't look like my dad or grandpa. And I'm like, well. (laughs) And we're doing our best here. Like it's not gonna look like, like they're never gonna look like they're about to just get up and do the macarena or something. Oh my god! Like people expect them to look just the same. It's like oh hello, there's no blood pumping through their veins anymore.
0: Right. I'll be. I, I did go in and I took a look at Ruth and uh, no. Honestly, it, it actually does look pretty similar.
3: <sighs> yeah, old people are easy because I, they already look like that.
1: Right, because yeah. they look like they're. Already half in the grave, right? Yeah,
3: one foot on a banana peel and one foot in the grave. <laughs> I like your uh, attitude and
1: I like your sense of humor because you're dealing with all this dark stuff all the day. I'm so afraid of dying and uh, it's nice. I don't think I could keep a smile on my face if I worked here. Yeah,
0: you know what? It's Nobody wants to die. Obviously, that sucks. But it's nice to joke about it because why not, you know? Yeah.
1: Laugh if you about don't laugh, you're going to cry. Exactly. That's what they say. Now, James, I know you have sort of, you already have plans for the afterlife, if I might put it that way. Are, are you planning on having a traditional funeral? Are you going to get buried? Are you going to get cremated? What are you going to do? As I've said on the pod, I plan on investing
0: a lot of money into having my consciousness put in a computer in some way or another. That's what I'm planning to do. So I will have a funeral probably for my body and I'll probably be watching it from a screen and commanding people what I want them to do and stuff like that. That's and, the plan.
1: And uh, I've, I've made jokes about James's disembodied mind looking down on the funeral and then I'm I'm like poking his body with a stick or like slapping it and <laughs> stuff because I, I think that'd be funny. And
3: he couldn't do nothing about it because he doesn't have hands. He's just a mind. Exactly. Yeah, but I, mean, you know what I, I wouldn't care. saw a movie care. about that though where I think it was it Tom Cruise that became, no, Johnny Depp became a, a brain computer after death and he, Johnny Depp. You remember and then he took over like every iPad in the world. Was this
1: one of the Pirates movies? Or? No, it wasn't.
3: It, I know it sounds like a plot of Pirates, but it's it was a different one. And he, like, was a genius, and then he died, and then his, like, brain went into the computer, and then wow. the brain took over, like, everyone's iPad. Anyway, wow. maybe I dreamt it. I have horrible dreams.
0: Right. Well, probably from working here. Oh,
3: definitely, yeah. Like, could like, you
0: give us your scariest dream?
3: I had a dream that, like... Every dead body I ever seen in here, they were all the, the funeral director, and I was the dead. I was the dead person, oh and they were all God. the boss of me. Damn. Yeah, and I'm like convinced that every dead person that's ever come through here is a ghost here now. Because no. for sure, because like, why would they? Okay, if you're dead, and then you go, and your body goes to a funeral home, and it's the last place at house that you're at before you get dead, like buried in the dirt. Why wouldn't you stay there? That's the haunted zone.
1: Right, so it's not the place where they died or maybe the place they were born that they would haunt. It's the place, uh, the funeral home.
3: I'd say it's the last place that they hang out before they're buried in the d- dirt.
1: Mike, just for fun, what's the
0: scariest dream you've ever had?
1: I had a dream that I was pushed into a pit by a bulldozer by my uh, childhood bully.
3: Oh my God. That's like nice. mildly scary, I guess.
1: Yeah, and... Um, yeah, I have that dream every night, actually, but...
3: Boring.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> Reruns. Well, I'm a man of... Uh, I like, I'm set in my ways. I like my habits. And uh, now, uh, so uh, you've seen these ghosts here of the people... Uh,
3: I just get a vibe. Like, I get a vibe. Like, because when I walk in the door, I'm just like, ugh. Like, I just feel like, ugh. And I feel like that's the ghosts, like, all just bringing me down.
1: Right. So they don't ever pop out from behind the door and go, like,
3: boo. No, no, no. Just a, probably just a general sense of, like, thousands right. of ghosts I get. I don't know. Don't you ever get that gut feeling that like wherever you are, there's like a thousand ghosts watching you? No,
1: sort of. Only when I'm at home or at work. But that's the only times.
3: Yeah. Same. I don't
0: believe in ghosts. Um, but and a lot of other Art Bell coast to coast uh, late night radio listeners will agree with me here. I do believe in shadow people. And that is. Here it's we a phenomenon go. If you look out of your peripheral vision and you see a little shadow figure. That's a shadow person. So a lot where of,
3: do they come from?
0: Well, a lot of supernatural scientists are working on it, and they don't know. They think it could be another dimension or an alien. But oh look it up, God. shadow people. Google that, what guys. Is that your
3: cats are always like, looking at? You know how oh, yeah. cats are just Possibly, staring yeah. somewhere? Uh-huh. A shadow master.
1: Uh-huh. Now, hmm. you're a funeral home director. Yeah. What's your take on aliens?
3: Oh, yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, why not? I'm sure that there's aliens.
1: If an alien came to Earth and, heaven forbid... Passed away. Would you feel comfortable with, um, organizing and sort of facilitating their funeral
3: here. <laughs> probably. I mean, their dead bodies can't be any more gross and scary than every other human dead body I see. In fact, probably oh, no. less so if the aliens look like they do on TV and like on ancient aliens like my dad likes watching and they look like these skinny gray like they're all one one kind of texture and there's they don't all their privates are very neatly tucked in and like there's no hair. Probably be- that even better.
1: Aren't they all covered in goop?
3: I don't know. Are they slimy? I don't know. No, Actually, no one's ever a- answered that question if the, those, the grays, right? That's what they call those type of aliens, the grays? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, hello? Are they slimy? Can we get some answers well, here on that?
1: I-, I was brought up to believe that the grays are slimy. How about you, James? Well, um, <laughs> I listened to a Joe
0: Rogan episode, and he had the theory when he was effing baked that those little green aliens are actually just fucking... Ro- excuse me. I'm going to... Funeral home.
3: No, you can th- you can totally swear. Oh, okay.
0: Those little green aliens are fucking actually robots of the real aliens on their planet. So they
3: made them to come and do their bidding. Yeah. Uh-huh. So because
0: it's hard to travel through space, like that's right. you know
1: that could take thousands of years. So Joe Rogan had this thought while he was baked that the little green aliens are <laughs> the robots of the real aliens. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I, that makes sense to me. It might be time for me to start listening.
3: Oh yeah, tune in. You gotta. I love I love stoners and smoking weed. Like I can't even you, set foot in here without being ultra baked.
1: Really? No,
3: <laughs> oh, hell no. You think I'm gonna come in here not stoned out of my are mind?
1: You, are you stoned right now uh, while yeah. you're Yeah. Am I in the funeral?
3: Oh, let me ask you this. Am I in the funeral home right now? Yeah. So I'm stoned.
1: Wow. Whoa. Sorry, Zowie zowie.
3: Yeah, oh well my. how else would you deal with this all this? Uh, drama in here. Yeah. Like every word. think about this every minute that I'm in this place is drama because every minute someone has died. Right. So think of how dramatic that is all the time. I can't take that so- sober. Like I need to have a big fat and everyone these days are like smoking, uh, um, or like puffing on like oil or like vaporizers and stuff. Yeah. But I smoke like big, stinky fat joints right before I come in here.
1: Right. I mean, there is a smell in the funeral home. I, initially, I thought it was like the embalming uh, fluid. Oh, that stuff or reeks. But no, perfume. smell my hair.
3: See? Smell my hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Now you're probably going to cleanse uh, that guy. I feel, yeah.
1: I feel like I'm smelling Dr. Dre's hair. <laughs> you
3: all pretty much are. Has it, can I just
1: ask you, uh, have you ever dealt with any celebs who've come through?
3: Um. Let me think. Oh, everybody kind of looks the same when they're all white on that pan. That pan in the basement. I'm the pan in the basement. Like, yeah, like when they're like the, all like pale on that like oh, steel pan in the basement. Right. I can't really tell who's who, and I don't really usually bother like looking at their names because it's like one after another after another. Well, um, if you could
1: choose, if you could have, if you could pick a celeb that you got to um, manage oh, their funeral, who would it be? Great
3: question, huh? I guess. Hmm, let me think. Who would I pick? Who do I really, really? They love? can be
1: Canadian or not. It can be. From oh, anywhere. even
3: even outside of Canada. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, you know who I would. Oh, what's his name? I'm so bad with names. He's a movie critic, but like on Rogers, and he has this like really bitching like rock of. Was <laughs> it
1: Richard Crouse?
3: That's it. So if uh, any he, celebrity if he came who's, through.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if he any celebrity <laughs> who is currently alive. If you could host their funeral, it would be Richard oh, Krauss. Man, if the he
3: came tr- through here, that would be a trip. The
1: Toronto film critic, yeah. who I've seen on the subway doing a crossword
3: before. Oh, was yeah. it a film and like cinema crossword? I
1: didn't get close enough to look. But
3: Well, if he ever comes in here dead as a doornail, I'll go through his bag and see if it was a cinema crossword.
1: <sighs> well, I hope you get to uh, have your wish.
3: Because he's just got that bitchin' hairdo, you know? Like, he'd be the one corpse that I wouldn't be terrified and revolted by. Because I think he's r- such a cool dude.
1: Well, I hope, let's uh, hope he's listening to this and uh, fixes his will.
0: Oof. So, uh, Jackie, how'd you feel about the turnout for Ruth's uh, funeral here?
3: Ooh, uh, one word. Ouch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like really? not I- fantastic. Like this this right here is almost as many people that are in there to be honest. Mm, that and is everyone so that sad. is in there looks kind of like they I don't know. It's weird. Like there's a handful of guys in there that look like they're just like crazy about her. Like they look like they jump her bones like right now. <laughs>
1: Now, I've I've been barred from going into the room where her corpse is right now.
3: Oh, you're that. I'm guy. the boy. I'm
1: the ex-boyfriend. I don't I, know what I was. At I the time. heard
3: I'm not supposed to let someone in, but I like totally forgot.
1: You're looking at him. Oh
3: my god. Tell
1: me yes or no. Was Tom Selleck in the room and was he s- slobbering over her uh, um, coffin? Like
3: I said, I'm so bad with names and N faces. Magnum PI. Um, um, oh, Blue oh bloods. my god! Like a really smoking hot, sexy guy. Even though he's old, he's so hot. Yeah. Yep.
1: T- time has not withered him. Uh, yeah, and he's got
3: these like really great like kind of lo- vertical lines in his cheek and like a big sweet mustache yeah and he has like an
1: NRA patch <gasps> yes. on his jean jacket yes
3: he's in there and he's Tom devastated S- Tom Selleck is in for sure that's him actually yeah now oh that my- I think about it and like yeah he, he looks like you know like you know um, like when someone loves something so much that their eyes are like a heart like shaped as a heart. That's yeah. him. It's Tom's picture. Tom Selleck, but with the hearts for eyes. He's looking right? at her corpse with hard eyes. Yeah, like he's gonna either cry his eyes out or like, I, look. Like, I don't mean to be crass, but like, jump her bones. <sighs> oh
1: my God, I I want. And to- even though
3: she's dead, this is the weirdest thing. Maybe I'm just so stoned. But even though she's dead, I feel like I'm getting like a like. There's a real vibe. Like a. Chem- there's a real like chemistry between them. It's crazy. Mm.
0: I hate to say it, but oh. if you had hooked up with Tom Selleck, like, not to be mean, Mike, but, you yeah. know, well, all the other people you get with
3: it's oh, going to be, be such tough, a disappointment. Tough yeah.
0: to Why don't you
1: break down through the door and go f- fuck Tom Selleck? You're talking about him so much.
3: <laughs> Whoa. Oh <my> God. <laughs> Mike? Well, you know what? I was thinking about doing that just now myself because he's so friggin' goddamn hot.
1: I want to break down that door and just knock his block off and beat no, him to death. No, you can't
3: do that because I was told not to let you in there. And if you get let in there, I'm gonna to have to find a new job. And I'm so like not into that right like, now. You have
0: so much anger. I just want to up. kill
1: Tom Selick. I'm not
0: mad. Like, yeah, but you go right from not mad at all to wanting to kill people. Like,
3: yeah, that's maybe I need to
0: talk to a therapist. I'm just
1: a jealous guy, like John Lennon once said.
3: Ah. Uh, I was feeling insecure. You might not love me anymore. anymore. I I was was shivering shivering inside. Inside. We can sing even as loud as we want because I'm here. I I was shivering inside. <laughs> great tune.
0: Mike I, is actually really good at harmonies.
3: Oh, okay. Well, let's hear the two of you. Can I hear something?
0: All right. What song should we harmonize here?
1: Uh, the Friends theme
3: oh, song. Oh, yeah. Why not do the Friends theme? That's a great one hit one. All right.
1: Okay. <clears throat> mm, so you do the melody, and okay. I'll do the harmony. Mm. So, no. Wait, we, last Sorry. time we did this, we sang it very slowly. So oh, let's right, sing right. it. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Let's sing it now in celebration of Ruth's life and her passing away. Uh, let's sing it at the regular speed. Okay. So
0: no one told you life was going to be this way. Your job's a joke. You're broke. Your love life's DOA.
3: Oh, my God. Sorry. That was so good. Keep going. Do
0: you guys think Friends holds up? Have you watched it since it's been on Uh, Netflix?
3: I I have a great answer to that. No, it doesn't. And I'll tell you why. Monica and Ross are so like they want to. friggin F each other they're so creepy as brother Ew. and sister like there was this one episode where um, Rachel was talking about how her and Ross had this like makeout session outside of Central Park, and Phoebe and Monica were like oh my god oh my god I can't believe you guys kiss tell us everything and then one's like to unhook the phone and the other one's like I'll get the wine and then they come up and, and Mo- uh, Rachel was like so first he kissed me and then he kissed me again and then he had like his hands here on my waist and then he like slowly brought his hands up into my hair and then Monica was like went like this like she did this face like oh like oh my god that's so hot and it's like um that's your friggin' brother she went like this she literally went like this <laughs> like eyes rolling uh, back in her head well, I think that's her brother
1: friends may have inspired the current uh, f- uh, fashion and pornography for uh, family uh, scenarios
3: excuse me <laughs> is that true Well,
1: it's what James has told me. I,
3: you know, I'm I'm
0: not, I don't look at porn that much, but, you know, I'm interested in the industry.
3: Why? Because you're like a mogul or something? Yeah,
0: I'm always sort of looking up on trends, and that's like a common thing these days. If you go to a porn site, it's a lot of like... James wants my to take down my yeah. stepsister. Blah, blah,
3: oh, blah. but that's not a blood relation. You can have sex with your stepsister. <laughs> oh, I, I suppose don't know. you can. You can't be arrested for that, right?
1: You can't be arrested for that.
3: Who cares? Like, if it wasn't for your parents being in love, they would just be another person. I guess yep.
0: that's true. But mm-hmm. then,
3: if it was your real sister, then that's really bad because then, if you had a baby, it would be all like
1: uh, um, hi. sickly. Yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a total idiot. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, like how like sometimes you'll see all these stray cats and they're all the same color and they're all really <laughs> remedial.
0: That's a thing with cats.
3: Yeah, like there's certain colonies of stray cats. Like for example, in Parkdale, like a bunch of the stray cats are all like white because they're all like out there screwing and because Parkdale's like such a friggin' wild wild west and cats are just like ee, 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 like, reminds things.
1: me of the '70s. Yeah, it like, is like the '70s. There.
3: There's just a cat. Food dishes full of keys, <laughs> and they're like all <laughs> screwing, and they're all related, and all the cats. Every generation of cat gets like worse and worse and worse until they're just like, "Do do, help me!"
1: <sighs> Man, well, we got go to go on a trip to Parkdale together, James, and see these cats.
3: Do it during garbage day. That's when they really come out.
1: Wow! Wow! <sighs> We've learned a lot oh. about the business of funerals. We've learned a lot about uh, what it takes to succeed. Running a funeral home. Yeah, you
3: just got to do what the like corporate bosses tell you. Lay low, don't get too baked, but don't come in not baked well, either.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and maybe. you just have to
3: remind yourself that they're dead and they can't do nothing to you, like they're dead. So,
1: and even if you're even if you want to scream, maybe uh, uh, it's the best not to learn
3: to suppress your scream. Yeah, it's really affecting my like um, lung capacity though, my like inside mm-hmm. scream. But whatever, <laughs> I'll be fine.
0: Yeah, great. Well. Um, Jackie, can you stick around for another short segment? Sure. Uh, Okay, cool. Yeah,
3: corporate's not here today, so I'm like doing what I like today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Awesome. Well, why don't we uh, take a break and come back with our famous game?
1: And welcome back everybody It's the landlord and tenant pod mess. We're, we're in the home stretch now uh, We're still broadcasting live from the Frank and Dodd Funeral Home in North York, Ontario For the funeral service of my girlfriend, Ruth Ex-girlfriend uh, Of my ex-girlfriend, Ruth She dumped me uh, v- before she died Just before she died And uh, I'm not allowed in the room with her corpse So we're broadcasting from the uh, hallway in the funeral home We're here with, of course, James, my co-host Yeah, hello Um, We've got Jackie, the funeral director. That's me. And we've also still got uh, Father Darren here with us. Father Darren,
2: you came back. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, I made some amends with some of the family members. Uh, Some of them. Some of them uh, are still really upset that I uh, mentioned that I thought uh, Ruth was going to hell and that I brought up Michael. A lot of them thought that was worse.
1: It's, uh, it's a touchy subject, I'm not going to lie. Oh, they uh, need a chill pill, come on. Well, that's what I
2: think, but yeah. I, I mean, I told a couple of them that, and that made things worse.
0: I don't mean right. to be rude, but I barely knew Ruth, and I friggin' knew
1: she was going to hell, so yeah, they probably should know, too. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Anyway. We, won't, we None of us know for certain where she went, but uh, anyway, it's time to play a game. Do you feel like a game, everybody? Certainly. Let's do it. So this week, um, tell us what the game is about, James. Well, um, again, keeping
0: with the summer theme um, and having fun, um, I thought the fun game this week would be who is your biggest celebrity crush and what would you do on a date with them?
1: So uh, who should go first? Why don't you go first,
0: James? Okay. Um, I'll, I, I, uh, I, have, I have a lot of celebrity uh, crushes, but uh, I'm going to say my biggest celebrity crush. Can anyone guess? Um, Stormy Daniels Oh, actually, not a bad <laughs> guess uh, I would say Carmen Electra Right? Which may may have been your guys' choice too I don't know if I'm stepping on any toes here But definitely Carmen Electra would be my celebrity crush And my date with her would be um, I would say um, We both are on E We're both in Vegas And we are both have a, a, an afternoon On a dune buggy in the desert Riding around the hills and then a night at the hottest club in Vegas, and then um, we get a honeymoon suite in the Mirage, and that's my dream date, and that's my celebrity crush.
1: Wow! Um,
3: and- for, you need to be really hydrated because if you're like flying on E and you're out in the desert, you're gonna be like cottonmouth like crazy.
1: Oh yeah. my god, that's a good point. Imagine if there was a headline like. Toronto landlord found uh, dead with Carmen Electra dehydrated in the Nevada desert I would laugh so yeah, hard daughter.
0: I have Gatorade I'd bring Gatorade okay anyway that's my celebrity crush who would like to go next
1: um I'll, I'll go next why don't I go next um my celebrity crush hmm out of all of them I would have to say it's the Canadian Celtic folk singer uh, Lorena McKinnett. and I'm sure this comes as no, no surprise to you uh, to you James you're, you're you uh, see all the posters on my wall and uh, the records in my collection. But uh, if Lorena came into town, I would show her around Toronto. I would uh, take her to Toronto Island, and we'd walk around. Um, we would rent some uh, some bikes, and we'd uh, recycle up Yonge Street, and we would park them. And I would take her to a supper at the Pickle Barrel, which is a restaurant just north of the Eaton Center. It's a subterranean restaurant. So you're. Um, it's very dark in there, very romantic. And I would get probably uh, some sort of fish supper, maybe some chicken wings or something, and she could have whatever she wanted, and I would pay for it. Maybe we'd get a bottle of wine. And um, I don't know, then we'd maybe walk around Young Dundas Square after dark, and uh, I'd kiss her on the cheek.
2: Mike, I hate to be ageist, but she's too old for you. Again, I, you are just repeating... Like, the mistakes you're made with with Ruth. I mean, look, I don't know. I can't speak to the character of Mummer's Dance singer Lorena McKinnon. Right. But uh, I just think that, you know, I mean, I don't know why I'm treating this like it's within the realm of possibility. But I would say even in your fantasies, you are hell-bent, pardon pardon the phrase, on repeating... Uh, This cycle of, like,
1: failure and just misery. I guess I have a type, and uh, it's just biology, so I don't know what to do about it, Father Darren. But uh, that's my celebrity uh, crush and date, and we're not supposed to judge each other for this. Well, and and I try not to judge, too, but you need to find
2: someone your own age. All right. I'm going to say, I'm going to give it, I'm just going to give you a cap. I hate to dictate terms to you. All right. If I see you dating anyone who is more than five years older than you,
1: you are cast out of the church... And uh, I will never speak to you again. Whoa. Wow. Well, you put me uh, in a very difficult position because you know I'm not going to disobey a priest, so I have no choice but to obey. Thank you. Good, thank you, Father Darren. Good one, Darren. You're a hard ass. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's uh, true. But
2: I, you know, it's it's all about tough love. All right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Thank you, Father Darren. I guess this is a
0: bit scandalous, but do
2: you have a celebrity crush? Well, as many of your of your listeners know, who would have listened to my last episode, I am married, uh, which is forbidden oh, right. by the Catholic Church. Yeah, it's for Under the radar, right? It is under the radar. Yeah. Um, I, I am uh, viewed as a bit of an outlaw for it. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, when I, whenever I enter, like, say, like a Catholic priest bowling tournament, which we have every now and then, um, I'll enter the, the bowling alley, and uh, you know, the whispers start. They'll say, mm-hmm. "I heard that guy's married."
1: They must give you an awful time They must be very, very mean
2: Well, no, actually There's a certain reverence that uh, I'm treated with Uh, It's like in wrestling, like the NWO You're like that of the priests And I do have a theme song that I play As I enter uh, priest conventions or priest gatherings And what would that song be? Um, the, uh, the Million Dollar Man's theme song from uh, remember wow. the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Yes. Money, yeah. money, 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 money. Sadly, uh, he's no
1: longer with us. So is that true? I, I believe I he's, he's passed. Uh, he, might, anyway. he might not be. We're not here to talk about the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, or his friend Virgil. Let's, let's hear who your celebrity crush and the date would be. Mine would be uh, Royal Canadian Air Force cast
2: member Lou Bogoy. Oh. She is, uh, I mean, look, uh, one thing that's guaranteed, uh, from a, a night with Lubagoy, your sides, should they be intact at the beginning of the evening, are going to be
1: split. You're going to have to head to the hospital.
2: I'll, uh, and, and then I'll, it would be fun because we would be, I, I mean, I would like to imagine that we're at, say, a, uh, you know, like a, uh, like a red lobster or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'll, I'll say things like, Oh hmm uh I noticed the the server just gave us her specials. I wonder how a certain Kathleen Wynn would do it if she yeah, were precious. and you could just see the lights go on in Luba's eyes, and uh she'd uh. Yeah, it, all of a sudden it's like Kathleen Wynne has been transported to that table at Red Lobster
1: or or her famous Donald Duck impression that oh. gets me every time when she does Donald Duck. And for our That's American
0: listeners, this was a a Canadian political satire comedy show that was very big in the 90s. Mhm. So, um, and she was know, the yeah. star. Yeah.
1: yeah. Father um very good, very good choice Excellent, well, there's, that's an interesting choice um, I guess we'll, we, have, uh, we have to move on now to uh, Funeral Home Director Jackie Piracote
3: uh, Yeah, sorry, before I, I do my turn Are you telling me that that Million Dollar Man guy is dead, you said?
1: I don't think he is, I think Mike got that wrong He's, he's still alive, by the way, I'm just looking it up now Thank
3: God, I mean, uh, so, uh, some people are still alive He's
1: 64 years old and he, he was born in Miami
3: oh. oh, that reminds me, I went to ask, how old are you?
1: I, I'm in my mid to like
3: 30s. Uh, and so, oh yeah, Ruth was way older than you. Oh yes. yeah. Because like I'm also in my like kind of mid 30s too. So I'm just saying like according to father, uh, father's rules here, you could date me. I'm just saying, <laughs> Mike. Um, yeah. Stop I looking think, at your uh, phone. Awkward. Hello? Well, it's weird. I think di- he was looking at pictures of Ruth on that.
1: No, it was Ted DiBiase and Virgil. But I'm, I'm, I'm I just like to say that it's, it's kind. Of, I feel kind of put on the spot at my girlfriend's funeral to be asked out by the funeral director. It's a little bit unethical on okay. your part. I think
2: I have to intervene here, Jackie. Are you literally saying that uh, you would date Michael? Like, can we nail
3: something down here? Well, I don't know. I mean, okay, I'll tell you my celebrity crush first. Please. And then if you think you can live up to him, then maybe we could go out. Um, I do love Pickle Barrow. Uh, well, who doesn't? <laughs> um, it's great. Okay, so I, I, like I said, I'm really bad with names and faces, mm-hmm. but he, okay, he, everybody knows him now from Murdoch Mysteries, but I know him better from Sue Thomas FBI. And he's like this hot guy. He looks like he's always wearing eyeliner kind of. Mm-hmm. And he's like so hot and like, he almost kind of looks like Tom Selleck in a way like as hot as him um, mm-hmm. like what's his name Yannick From...
0: Bisson yes yes, yes. French Canadian actor uh huh mm-hmm.
3: Yannick. Yannick I would date Bisson. him that's really? my celeb crush date and where would
1: you take him or where, where would you go
3: <sighs> uh, I don't know I'm like smoke a joint outside of here I guess or like I, I usually like smoke a joint in this like parquet just across the street
1: so you take Yannick Bisson star of Murdoch Mysteries to a, a parking lot and smoke a joint oh a
3: parkette oh a parkette sorry yeah, yeah. It's really sucks, though, the parquet. But, I mean, right. you can just sit there and smoke a J. Right.
1: Well, it's really a cheap cool. date. I'll tell you. Uh, and
3: then we could come in here, I guess, because, like, I have the key, So I can come in here, like, any time of the night. But, like, it's really scary and gross because of all the dead bodies.
1: Right. Not exactly a romantic um, setting for a date with a celeb. But, but if you
3: uh, think you can compete with, like, Yannick Bison or... Um, Tom Selleck. Then, like, yeah, I'm like within the age range of, like, that's prescribed to you by the church. So I'm just saying. Right. Well, um, I'll um, I'll
1: mark it down on my on my spreadsheet. Uh, Wait, and that's I'll not get good back enough to... for me. That's good enough for me. We're
2: gonna nail something down now. Uh, right. Jackie does next Wednesday work for you? Oh, mm.
3: no, no. Sorry, no, 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 uh-huh. no. Not next. Oh, Wednesday. Wasn't
1: meant to be. Wasn't meant to be. Uh. Uh. Sorry, Good Jackie. Uh, I really it think screwed you're... Screwed that, Mike.
3: Whatever. I was just saying it because I'm pretty, like, bored. No, it's I think like a, It's not like I wanted to so badly. No, no, like, I Like, I'm just like, oh, there's a lull in the conversation, so I was like, oh, you want to no, date? I'm sure
1: you'll meet someone someday, but I, I think you're a really great funeral director, and I'm sure you'll find I'm a okay. guy... I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm sure you'll find a guy who likes smoking big, stinky joints, and maybe, you know, don't... That is
3: a deal breaker. If a guy doesn't want to smoke, like, huge, skunky J's, like, right. constantly, yeah. then I don't know what we'd have to talk about Right.
0: Oh well this, Mike, was there anything else you wanted to talk about tonight um, before well, we go? This has
1: been an emotional episode for me. I've uh I feel like I've been on a roller coaster this whole time because um we're at the funeral home for my dead ex-girlfriend, and um it's like the end of one chapter of my life, the beginning of another, and I thought it would be only fitting. Um Father Darren, I don't know, I don't want to spring this on you. Would you uh bless us with a final prayer? Uh, before we end the episode, because you're, you know, my parish priest. You knew me and Ruth. It would mean a lot to me. Oh, uh, okay. Mm. You don't have to if you don't want to. I'm getting yeah, okay. some sort of. No, I mean, as, as, as a Catholic
2: priest, I mean, uh, I am supposed to have, you know, Catholic, uh, you know, poems for the dead committed to memory for such an occasion. <laughs> and of course, as a good Catholic priest, I of course, do have several such poems committed to memory that I will definitely, I'll definitely read one of them now that I've definitely committed to memory.
1: All right, please. This means a lot to me. It means the world to me.
2: Okay. Okay. La 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 la. Bit of a bore. I'm up there. Uh, Say your prayers, little one. Don't forget, my son, to include everyone. Hmm. I tuck you in. Warm within Keep you free from sin Until The sandman he comes Yes Sleep With one eye open What? Gripping Your pillow Tight I'm just kind of threatening Exit Light Enter Night Hmm Take my hand We're off
1: to Never Never Land. Wait. Wow. That is so beautiful. It's, it's like though It's like God's talking to a, a little Mike, one saying, yeah, take it's, my it's hand. Yeah,
2: an it's from
0: the 18th century. We're going yes. to heaven. Mike, that's James Hetfield. That's Metallica. What? That's <laughs> met- nice try, Father Darren. That's
1: mm. that's Enter Sandman You serious? Metallica. Yes. All right, look. Father Darren, are you... Did you just try and pass off a Metallica lyric as a prayer for me, who is in mourning for a dead loved one? Yeah, look. Typically,
2: I'm supposed to have these committed to memory, but I don't. It's just a lot. Like I, I just have a lot on my plate, and it's just kind of a drag having these Jesus Christ. death poems clamoring around in your brain. So yeah, I usually look above my phone, but it's my phone's phone. Uh, my battery ran out. So
3: I can't believe uh, that's the best prayer I've ever heard. That was sick. That song is so bideon. can You guys should try and harmonize to it.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's appropriate to do uh, here in a funeral home. uh... Sleep with one eye open. Grip in your
0: pillow tight. Exit light. Enter night.
1: Take my hand. We're off Off to Neverland. I don't think that's appropriate for us to do.
3: Honestly, just let her rip.
1: Well, I'm so mad at you. Before I was mad at Tom Selleck, now I'm mad at you, Father Darren. But uh, Jackie, if you like that poem, and if our listeners like us singing that, I guess that'll have to that'll have to do. And uh, Michael, to that I would respond: Hush, little baby,
2: don't say a word, and never mind yeah, that noise I heard. Bird. It's just the beast under My your bed. bed, in your closet, closet, in, in your, your head. head.
1: Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Uh, well, this is well, not how I uh, anticipated this episode ending. I think Jackie's reefer smoke is
0: like drifting, has drifted onto all of us because this has mm, been yep, a wacky right. ending.
1: Well, I guess we should all uh, pitch in and help clean up together before uh, we we go and smoke a joint, right? So let's all pitch in and clean up uh, the equipment and clean up James your uh, your snacks and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, um, thank- Father Darren, Jackie, thanks so much for being on the. Thank pod. you for having me.
3: Thank you. It's been a blast. Like, really, like, highlight of my week, for sure. Thanks awesome.
1: for joining us. Thanks, Father Darren. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I guess I will clean up the mess left behind. Are you, sh- are you-, are you guys going to help me clean up here? Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll be outside. Yeah, yeah sure. Alright, well, this is uh, Tenant Mike signing off, and uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.